Move by Mamma Mia is the exercise app for anybody, anywhere. And in case you missed it, we dropped a brand new stretching collection that can be used to improve mobility and bookend your favourite sweat sessions. Mamma Mia subscribers get unlimited access to Move and we drop new workouts every single week. If you're on the hunt for movement that makes you feel good, head to move.mamamia.com.au and use the code MOVE10 to get $10 off a yearly subscription. From Mamma Mia, hi, I'm Claire Murphy. Welcome to The Quickie, getting you up to speed daily. While the world looked on, concerned about the coronavirus outbreak in China back in January, one world leader wasn't too fussed by it all. How the Democrats are politicising the coronavirus. They tried the impeachment hoax. That was on a perfect conversation. And this is their new hoax. But in just two months, his tune has changed. And now with major US cities in lockdown and stores boarding up their shop fronts, it looks like America is preparing for war. Today, we find out what it's really like in the US right now and whether the COVID-19 coronavirus could do what impeachment couldn't and spell the end of Donald Trump's presidency. Earlier this year... President Donald Trump wasn't too worried about the COVID-19 coronavirus. We have done an incredible job. We're going to continue. It's going to disappear. One day it's like a miracle. It will disappear. But as it started to spread across the world, he's changed his tune, even if he doesn't think he has. This is a pandemic. I felt it was a pandemic long before it was called a pandemic. All you had to do is look at other countries. I think now it's in almost 120 countries all over the world. Uh, no, I've always viewed it as very serious. There was no difference yesterday from days before. I feel the tone is similar, but uh, some people said it wasn't. Now, the United States, as of this morning, has lost more than 3,600 citizens to the virus, the death toll now surpassing that of China's where the virus originated, the third highest behind Italy and Spain. America also has the highest number of confirmed cases in the world right now, with more than 180,000 people infected. We're now seeing pictures of deserted New York City streets, the ritzy stores on LA's Rodeo Drive being cleared out and boarded up, while Navy hospital ships have been deployed, one pictured sailing past the Statue of Liberty to help those affected by the virus as frontline medical staff are placed under enormous pressure. In California, in the four days leading up to Wednesday morning, the number of patients requiring intensive care tripled. Confirmed cases are rocketing up the curve and the number of deaths is heading in the same direction. Pictures went around the world earlier this week showing stores on Rodeo Drive, LA's fanciest shopping precinct, being cleared of all merchandise and boarded up, like they're preparing for looters. Aussie award-winning actor Adam Zwa is in LA. Adam, what's the vibe like there right now? It's pretty much the same as Australia. People are a little more orderly. Like, America's a even though, you know, they've got the guns and everything, they're still a Puritan society. So if someone takes the last roll of toilet paper, it's like harumph instead of lashing out. It's not swords at dawn kind of thing. There's only between 35 and 50 people allowed in the supermarket at any time. So you have to wait in the line and you have to have six feet between you. There's a lot of shops that are closing down and everything. So you would have seen the shops being boarded, but that's America. They do things quite dramatically. Why did you decide to stay in the US right now. Our government encouraged all Aussies abroad to come home right now. What made you decide to stay there? We've got two pets that didn't get quarantined and there was a mistake done on their quarantine forms by the vet. 
And so we've had to stay here. <laughs> I mean, we couldn't really get anyone to look after them, so we decided to stay based on that. We're not the only Australians, there's heaps. I mean, there's like 40,000 Aussies in LA at any one time. I reckon probably 20,000 are still here. While we hear the most about the big coastal cities like New York and LA, there are more than 40 million people living in middle America, where there's also the highest concentration of Donald Trump supporters. So how do they feel about how all this is being handled? Cassie McClung is a reporter for the Frontier newspaper based in Oklahoma. Cassie, did the people of Oklahoma take this virus seriously to start with? I know earlier this month, Oklahoma gained national attention after our governor, Kevin Stitt, posted a photo on social media of himself eating in a crowded restaurant in Oklahoma City. But since then, I think his tone on the situation has seemed to grow a little more serious. He did, in recent weeks, order some policies for vulnerable populations to stay home, closing non-essential businesses in certain counties. but. There are lawmakers in the state's Democratic caucus who would like to see the governor take stronger action and issue more statewide restrictions. And, you know, along the way, there have been a lot of critics saying that the governor hasn't been taking action quickly enough. Now, when it did start to escalate here in Australia, we saw some pretty awful behaviour. There was panic buying in supermarkets. There was some racism. There was some violence amongst people. Are you seeing any of this in Oklahoma? Is there a state of panic happening at all? I wouldn't say necessarily a state of panic. We haven't really seen any violence yet, but I will say it's been hitting the grocery stores more than anything. People have been hoarding toilet paper out of all things. So for the most part, grocery stores have been completely wiped out of essentials like meat or rice and beans and just common grocery items. But aside from that, I think for the most part, people are just going about their lives. Now, Middle America is known as having the highest concentration of supporters of President Donald Trump, and it's interesting to see how the more liberal areas like people in Los Angeles, for example, are viewing him now. How do mm-hmm. how does Middle America see President Trump now? Do they feel he's handled this well, or are they starting to see that maybe he hasn't done as well as they'd hoped? I think there's two main ways people are looking at COVID-19 here. There are those who are taking the virus very seriously. And then there's those who think it's probably being overblown or exaggerated. And, you know, we've heard rhetoric from the president saying that it's the media overhyping this virus and that he's doing a great job. And there are people here who follow his word very closely. But there are those people who are frustrated with the delay in testing Oklahoma had a very slow start to testing here. And even now, officials are struggling to get up to pace with other states. So I think it's very split, maybe more toward people still supporting President Trump. Does it feel like this might change his re-election chances in states like Oklahoma? Oklahoma and a lot of the surrounding states still are on the early side of this pandemic. It's just the number of confirmed cases, the number of deaths are just now starting to go up. And I think it'll largely depend on how the economy looks after this is done and how many people, you know, either are infected with the virus themselves or have a loved one who dies from the virus. So it's it's really early to say, but I think a lot of it's going to depend on how the state of things look in the next 
three or four months. When you're talking amongst your colleagues and your friends, Mm -hmm. is there a sense that you're just at the start of something that's going to get a lot worse or is there a positive outlook that you're starting to get on top of this early now? I think people recognize that this is just the beginning for Oklahoma. Experts have said here that the state isn't expected to reach its peak of infected patients until the next month or so. I think people are really bracing for this influx of COVID-19 patients. People are anxious. And aside from the health impact of this pandemic, people are concerned about how this is going to impact the economy, their income, and their businesses. So I think people understand that we haven't seen the worst of things yet. It's kind of strange to think that while all this is going on, there's still a presidential election in the works in the States and that the Democrats are still in the process of picking a candidate. In case you're wondering, it still looks like Joe Biden will be their guy. But will this actually hurt Trump's chances of securing another stint in the White House? Chaz Lichardello from the ABC's Planet America says this crisis has actually seen Trump's poll numbers increase. It's gone up. It's gone up about five points. At the moment, he's actually in the positive. In many polls, his approval range is about 48 49%, and his disapproval is 46 47 which is very, very rare. In fact, almost unheard of in the Trump presidency. Is that normal, though? I've been hearing that during a crisis, the presidential popularity always rises and that this is maybe not as big a rise as what other presidents in the past have experienced in tough times? Yes, that is absolutely correct on both scores. After 9-11, George Bush had an approval rating of 91%. So they get quite high, this rallying around the commander-in-chief effect. And this has only gone up five points, which is much less than, than going up to 91 points, that's for sure. But having said that, the world is very different now to the world when... 9-11 happened. America is a very, very partisan place these days. And I don't think a stick of dynamite could blow people's approval ratings much more than five or six points these days. They're very much glued into place where every Democrat likes Democrats and every Democrat hates Republicans and vice versa. Now, Donald Trump has been forgiven for a lot of things or just ignored a lot of things when he's been called out as saying things incorrectly or giving wrong information. Do you think he's going to be as easily forgiven when that information could end up affecting someone's life? Well, so far, it has affected people's lives, I feel, and he has been forgiven to a certain extent. I feel like when it's complicated, Donald Trump is a very effective communicator of cut-through simple concepts when the truth is messy. Now, when the truth becomes less messy, it's a bit harder to avoid. But so far, he's gotten away with it. Having said that, America's had just under 4,000 deaths so far, which is a lot, but by American standards, not so much. If it becomes 100,000, 200,000 deaths, which is very much on the card, then it might be a little bit harder for him to escape responsibility. So there's obviously people biased to one side who are saying, this is it, Trump can't survive COVID-19, it's too much for his presidency to handle. Are those people just purely speaking from their bias? Is there any evidence that that is the case? And come November, that'll be the end of his presidency? I don't see the evidence for that so far. I think people are projecting forward. They're looking at his approval ratings only going up five or six points at this point in time, like we described before, and they're projecting forward saying, well, 
things are going to get tougher. If he's starting at 49%, he's going to end up much lower than that. But that's just guesswork. I would say that the major problem he's got at the moment is six months of depression-level conditions in the economy. That could be a problem. If you could jump forward, time travel to November, COVID is over and done with, Americans are going to the polls. How would you call it based on the information we have available to us today, not knowing who the candidate is for the Democrats yet? Would you call it still for Trump at this stage? I'd be expecting at this point in time for the Democrats to win the election, ignoring who the candidate is at this point in time. I think Democrats have the edge because I think this is going to be a very hard year for America. It's going to be a hard year for the economy. It's going to be a hard year for people stuck at home going crazy. They're going to be at each other's throats. And when you have a situation where someone's running for re-election, a lot of people just go, enough. I hate life at the moment. Enough. Let's turn the page and move on. So I'd be guessing at this point in time that would be the vibe. But as I said, very early days, Claire, very early days. But for now, as Americans deal with what is starting to look like a very steep infection curve and potentially tens of thousands of deaths, if not more, they still seem to be split on whether Donald Trump has done the right thing by them during this crisis. I guess we'll see how that plays out come November when hopefully COVID-19 is over for all of us. This episode of The Quickie was produced by Melanie Tate with audio production by Ian Camilleri. If you want to shoot us some feedback, you can do it in a few ways. You can send an email to thequickie at mamamia.com.au. You can hit us up on Facebook, Twitter or Instagram or leave us a review in your podcast app like Nards BK's done on iTunes. They said they've loved hearing from the experts on COVID-19 and from people who are living it all over the world in this crazy time. While right back at you, called enough already on us talking about COVID-19. So whatever your views are, we'd love to hear them. So keep them coming. <laughs>